Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Adad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Thursday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over there in Tupelo. And if, you can't, if you're not here in Starkville, you're not there in Tupelo, well, you can always just have it right there at home. A trip to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and you can have the dry roast or the K-Cups headed right to you. Whatever kind of coffee machine you've got at home, they've got you taken care of at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. Our friends over at College Corner want to remind you, new year means new gear. It's time to sharpen up that maroon and white image of yours. Don't head to Duty Noble in those same old tired polos and faded t-shirts. It's time to get some new stuff and get it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by The Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Tacos uh, Christmas break is over. Come Friday. Which means you'll be back to getting some of the most unique and delicious Mexican food anywhere. Not just in Starkville. Not just in the Golden Triangle. Not just in Mississippi. Anywhere. It's a Mississippi menu turned into your Mexican favorites. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, as they like to say. And it is fantastic. So, next time you're in Starville, next time you make a trip up here to the Golden Triangle, make sure that Humble Taco is on your list. If you're looking to pick up a quick and delicious lunch, it's the way to go is Firehouse Subs, and do it with the Firehouse Subs app. Just download the app today. It's free, and you're going to pile up reward points faster than just about any app out there. You come in. Pick up your sandwich and you're out. We know you don't have a lot of time, so they make it quick and easy for you with Firehouse Subs and the Firehouse Subs app. Robbie Falk, it's been a while since we've done the rumblings. It has been a while, I'm and glad we're back. I blame you. That's fair. It's very fair. You know, last week we, you know, Rumblings Day was Bowl Day, so yeah, you know, nothing we could do with that. And then you, you canceled like five shows on me. I did. I did. Well, you know, we we had a little Christmas vacation. I'm starting to feel like you don't want me around, Brian. Okay. All right. I promise you that's not the case. All right. I probably I, I canceled a lot more shows on other on other co-hosts. I promise. Is that a fact? I, I'm pretty I sure that know, it is. I don't, I don't know. Well, I've confident. only been here for like six months. I feel confident that that it is correct. So we'll see. We'll see how long that stands. All right. Let me prove to you that I want you around. You know? Please do. All right. Let's start it off. Justin Strawn at a very reasonable 12:51 p.m. Let's do it. No one outside of Mississippi had Mississippi State as anything more than a bubble team this year. So far, that's exactly what they've been. Were the national guys more aware of what this team would be than those of, those of us in-state? <coughs> it's an interesting question because when we think about football, it was the opposite, right? They all said, oh, last place, may not win a game in the conference. And you and I and most of the people on this beat thought this is a 7-5, and 8-4 and four kind of team. Were we wrong? Were we wrong to have higher expectations of Mississippi State than the national guys did? No, because I think we have been around the team. We kind and also, I feel like it was kind of lazy by the national media. Just look at Leach's track record. I mean, he's been the two places that were harder to win at. Quite frankly, at Texas Tech and and Washington State than Mississippi State, you knew he was going to have more talent here. He inherited more talent than he inherited those other two places. And you knew he was going to take a step forward. So I was thinking six, seven wins would be perfect, perfectly logical this for football. year. But then yes. for basketball, it seems like we've gone the opposite way. We had higher expectations than the national media had. Well, Is that sort some, of the same thing? Some. Some national media. Yeah. Like John Rothstein, who's very close to Ben Howland, apparently. Now, I don't know how much we can call him unbiased. But I mean, he's he's a national guy. Yeah. He he's he thought of Mississippi State as a sleeper, and I think a lot of people that do follow college basketball really closely 
felt like Mississippi State was a sleeper in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Um, from a talent perspective, from you know Ben Howen developing players and things like that, I, I think that more people have faith, I think, in Ben Howland to to win big than they do Mike Leach. Does that make any sense? Because he hadn't done it here, but I you know, he it. went to four he went to three final fours. Was it three at, at I UCLA? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think people trust trusted Ben Howland to win more this year than, than Mike Leach in year two. Okay. That's what we were saying. <laughs> I showed and my the schedule kind of looked daunting for Mississippi State a little bit this year in yeah. football. There's so many toss-ups. Yeah, yeah. I showed my wife a tweet from Weird Al the other day, and she asked why I followed Weird Al. I don't, and I explained you don't. People you don't follow can show up all the time, but I asked her what was wrong with Weird Al. She said he's weird. I responded, <laughs> "Well, his name isn't Normal Al." She, w- I got that look wives give husbands when they're not amused. How often do you get that look, buddy? Every, every day. day. Every day? Every day, at least once a day. At Weird least. Al is a genius. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, but I, you know, I have all of his albums on Spotify and stuff. I used to listen to those CDs all the time growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just this, the, the songs that he made were just brilliant. Yeah. Parody the, is an art form. It really is. Yeah, it really is. It, fantastic. I've, and I've watched him come on the stage... And play Africa mm-hmm. on the uh, what, what's the what's the thing he plays with the, the accordion? The accordion, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, he's incredible. actually a good musician. He too. really is yeah, a good musician. Uh, last one from Justin. I got Amazon Echo glasses for Christmas. I'm a computer teacher who watches nerdy stuff all the time, and now I have smart glasses. Are there any more geek boxes I can check? Okay, what is what do you do with does does it appear on your on your glasses? You can watch. No idea. I, I thought you were gonna know. No, I've never heard of this. So let's have a look at I, what the Amazon Echo glasses are. I imagine they're probably like you put in earbuds with. Oh, they're smart glasses with Alexa, so that gives you hand. So you can just talk to your Alexa, and then also I guess, it looks like it, yeah, it plays music through your glasses. That like do you have like headphones that that connect to your glasses? Well, they're just right there on your ears. So I, I just don't understand. I guess the glass that. like. Well, when I when I'm thinking smart glasses, I think like a LED screen inside your glasses. You're going full you can, Tony Stark. I'm thinking Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. That's that's the that's the next. That will step be up. a thing. Yeah. That will oh, be I a agree. thing soon. That, so. All right. Jack Byers wants to know. Rank. Have you watched these Marvel shows? I have not watched them. Wandavision, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier. I watched all of them. Okay. So rank them. Wandavision, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and Hawkeye. Uh, apparently I had a little bit of a controversial take the other day when I said that Hawkeye was my second favorite. Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's all subjective. Yeah. For the most part. Um, the, to me, WandaVision was my favorite because there was a bit of nostalgia with how they played that out with the, with the TV series, the TV styles that they went through with like a Leave it to Beaver style. And then they had like a Malcolm in the Middle style. Like the, she was inside her own world, and she was in a TV series in every mm-hmm. episode. Right, I loved that. I thought that, I thought that was really cool. Hawkeye is my second favorite. I thought the storyline was really fun, and um, you know I've never been a a huge Hawkeye guy. I never really connected with him in the Avengers. Right, but I thought that story was really cool. And then I'm gonna go Falcon Winter Soldier <coughs> after that, and then everybody loved Loki. I I wasn't as I wasn't as into Loki as yeah. everyone else. I, I think a lot of people are just into Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, it was just a, it was a little spacey for me, and I couldn't really keep up. Um, and I, uh, quite frankly, I, I wasn't staring at the TV every episode of that. I just kind of let it play. So yeah. Loki's last, but that that's not to say that it wasn't good. I think all these shows are awesome. Yeah, I mean Disney Plus and Marvel and Star Wars—they're putting out some great stuff right now. No doubt. I, I just started Boba Fett. I think that's re- that's going to be really good. Boba, Boba Fett. And then um, they got uh, what's coming out next? Um, there's another one coming out. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I, I, they have they have a bunch of stuff just, just staggered to continue yeah. to come out through the years. So. Yeah, I, I was start. trying to think if there's a Marvel one coming out soon. But I'm anyway. waiting on Blade to come out. Yes. That's what I'm excited for. Yes. So. All right. Uh, Rob Hathaway. 
How many tweets to say you're leaving a school is the optimum number? How many is too much and way too much? I think five is way too much. That was that was too much. I don't was... know what we're talking about. We're talking about John Rice Plumley. Five graphics to say goodbye to Ole Miss. Ely did it in one. I mean, Dak, Dak wouldn't have taken five. Did Dak even put out a graphic at that? Well, point? I mean, he was a senior, so I mean, you know, you knew he was leaving, but I mean, it was just. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Like, it was very on brand. He's a guy that's like a perfect Ole Miss guy. Yeah, you know, he's if he was standing in the student section with the frat guys, I would not know a difference. Right, and that's no offense. I'm not. I'm not making fun of him, but he just fit that culture at Ole Miss. So I, I guess there was a bit more of a connection between the fan base and him along the way, and it warranted for him more of a whatever response. I don't know, but it was just it was way too much. I mean, yeah. it was just you don't need five graphics to say goodbye. You just don't. Looking at a mock draft here, Charles Plumley Plumley on number there? four. Oh my God! Going to the Jets at four. Oh poor guy. Please please drop. Matt Corral, 17 to the Steelers. You know what? You I'm, I think I would take it. I, be an interest. I think he'd be okay. He's he's not going to have to run around in this yeah, offense. He's got a great team around him. Um, so. You know, and he's got he's going to have the offensive line's young, mm-hmm. but I think they're coming along. They, they, they could probably lean on Najee Harris a little more mm-hmm. next year. I, would, I've, I said it a couple months ago. I would not hate that at all. So they have Cross going fourth, but he's the second offensive lineman. They have Evan Neal going first overall. And, and I, I don't blame them for to, that. Trying to protect Trevor Lawrence makes sense. Well, I don't blame them for that because there's there is a lot of questions with Charles Cross. He's mm-hmm. not a run. He hasn't run blocked. Right. He's been a pass blocker almost exclusively since he's been at Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to do it, but it, it's. You know, it kind of warrants some Oof. hesitation. I'm I sure. don't like this draft though. He's got Malik Willis going sixth. Who is that? Uh, CBS. Tr- yeah. Chris Trapasso. Didn't see anything from Malik Willis. <laughs> to take that, him over Corral. No. Yeah, didn't see anything from Malik Willis this year that really. Let's, let's move on here. Rob Hadaway. Last month we found out that Rob J's name isn't Rob J. What other lies have we been led to believe were truth? That the government cares about you. There's one. There's a lot of TV names that are fake. We need we need to check on uh, John. Yeah, on, so- on Sokoloff. Well, what I've learned is a lot of them use like on Facebook will we'll change their name because they have they have stalker issues. Quite frankly, especially yeah. the women. Yeah, women. But Rob J's name not being Rob J really threw me for a loop. Yeah, I was I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. That, is, the next, is, is the next is is the next of that's right. Think that'll be good. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited about that. That's and coming Disney out does the thing where it's like uh, they don't release it all at once, right? You have to like it's once a week. Yes. Yeah. So it's like a real show. So like the Star Wars one right now is every week. Yeah, Bubba Fett. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I was kind of disjointed yesterday when I looked on there and yeah, it was the same episode. Yeah, yeah. Last wait. week, kind of made it kind of made me angry. Yeah. Irrationally, it's kind of like with 1883 right now. Yeah. I'm wanting to just watch that all the way through. Yeah. And I'm, have to waiting, I'm waiting until Sunday every week. I'm like, just you. throw it up. Uh, Brian CTP says, what, good, what is a good use of this souvenir going forward? He has a rally towel with the Liberty Bowl uh, information on it. Well, I think that'll make a fine shop towel. Yeah. Go out there, take it, put it in your shop. Dust rag. Dust rag. You know, you wipe grease off the engine, stuff like that. Uh, it's a, it's yeah, that'll a work. Perfectly normal shop thing. Uh, Walking Bully wants our best guest on the opening weekend rotation. We've gotten this question a bunch. I think we're pretty... Solid on on Sims and Fristo, and that third guy is is could be a number of guys. I, I don't know who that third guy is going to be, honestly. Preston I mean, Smith. That, yeah, I mean, there's there's Brandon Smith. There's or Preston Johnson. You mean Preston Johnson? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Preston Smith is currently playing linebacker. He for is the Green Bay Packers. He is, but he might can throw. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, I guess he has some eligibility left. Why not? Uh, let's see, Norm asked. I heard her mention you got a new grill for Christmas. What'd you get? I just got a pretty basic char griller, like the the Walmart special, but it's a bigger grill. So it's not so. the kettle. It's it's a it's an actual grill. Yeah, it's it's more and it has a smoke box on the side. Cool. So, I, so yeah, I can I got more I got more room. Are you excited about that? Or yeah, yeah. You like the old the old. Uh, I'm gonna still use the kettle. 
Yeah. You know, you know that way now I've got I've got I can cook more stuff. Yeah. So my cookouts All just got once. even more. more so it's, it's charcoal, it's charcoal yeah. grill. Or? Yeah. I, I I only do charcoal. I don't do propane. No it offense. Just makes to such Hank, a, it yeah. just makes such a mess. Charcoal. Yeah. It does, but it's the best way to cook. I, I know, so. but I mean, and I, I don't care about the people that that you know are just purists that that mm-hmm. hate the people that do propane. But it's so easy. It is easy. I can cut the thing on, slap the meat on there for fifteen minutes, well, ta- ten minutes. Taste the meat, not the heat. There you go. There you go. Reed Green wants us to rank these Joe Pesci characters. Tommy from Goodfellas, Nikki from Casino, Harry from Home Alone, Joey from Raging Bull, Russell from The Irishman. I haven't seen The Irishman. It's long. <coughs> but you would like it. I've heard it's good, but I haven't seen it. But Tommy from Goodfellas is number one. That's number one close. for me. You would think it might be Harry. He's two. But Goodfellas, he's so good he's in so that. Good. He is so good. So that I'm going with that, too. And then Nikki from Casino, three. I have not seen Casino. Okay. I, I would put him three, and then Raging Bull, four. And then I, I can't rank through. I can't rank the Irishman. Um, you know, I mean, he's a similar similar type character as he was in yeah. Goodfellas. I mean, yeah, you know, it's just the Italian. Every, he's playing, loud he's Italian. playing the same character. A yeah, times here, but yeah, but Tommy is the, is the king. Yeah, what's your starting lineup with a six man for basketball for the Stansberry? But you can't choose Roberts or Vernardo. Well, that makes it difficult. Um. So then, okay, point guard Derek Zimmerman. Okay. Shooting guard Bowers, Timmy Bowers, yeah. small forward. Winston that's Frazier. interesting. Winston Frazier would be up there, but Shane was there Power. another guy? Shane Power. I would go Frazier over Power, wouldn't you? Yes. We're not gonna have Jamon. I guess he's the sixth man. Jamont. He would be point guard, so he's the sixth man. Yeah. Okay, so then. But the thing about Jamont is, you so, could probably move him around. I mean, that dude could just about yeah. play power forward. We're gonna we're gonna play small then. We're gonna go Brandon Vincent at the power forward and Charles Rhodes at the five. Okay. You don't want an offensive presence at the power forward spot. I mean, who who am I going to? Roberts would have been the guy. Roberts would have been the guy in Vernardo. Yeah. Um. <coughs> I'm trying to think if there's anybody. I mean, hidden. Marcus Campbell? No. 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 I'm trying to think if there was a guy Moultrie might be on there. Moultrie, would you go? Would, would I, I wouldn't go Moultrie over Charles Rhodes. I don't. But think. you could go Charles Rhodes at the four and Moultrie at the five. You could do that. That's that gives you. Offensive, that's probably the best way to go because both those guys could rebound too. Yeah, that's right. And defend. Way. And then Jamont's your sixth man. That'd be a pretty good lineup. That's a, that's a, that's a solid team. I mean, you think about the guys you left out. You left out uh, Debossed. You left out Barry Stewart. You left out. Uh, you left out Gary Irvin. Yeah. Somebody uh, tweeted something yesterday from campus and said, "Picture courtesy of Gary Irvin." I was like, "What?" Oh, some other, some other Gary Irvin. That'll make your eye twitch. I was just like, "What's he?" Doing? Never forget, my guy Joseph Iup outscored him Absolutely. against Arkansas. Rob Steele saw where you finished, Hawkeye. The, yep. We now know that more the Netflix Marvel series tie into the MCU. Have you seen the Daredevil and Punisher series? And where do they rank? Have you seen them? I have not. You know, obviously, I've seen the movies. I saw the first two. The, I heard the, the Punisher is awesome. Daredevil. I saw the first two seasons of Daredevil, and it's great. I didn't watch the third season. And then I watched the first season of The Punisher, and I just couldn't get into it for whatever reason. I didn't watch any of Iron Fist or Luke Cage or any of that. So. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, Kingpin is yeah, in Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't, 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 don't spoil too much, though. Well, I, I, I made sure people knew that yeah. beforehand. Spoiler but. alert. Hunter Bowling, what's your favorite Royal Rumble moment? Um, it might be Shawn Michaels and British Bulldog when Shawn Michaels held onto the top rope yeah. and his two feet didn't touch, just one yeah. foot. That's up there for me. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that was... My, mine is Flair going the full Flair the, 60 the, minutes. the long way. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a good rumble, too. Yeah, a really good rumble. A lot of star power. For humor, it's Vince McMahon blowing out both of his quads. Yes. Uh, and the Batista-Cena ending. I think my favorite rumble was 98. Mm-hmm. Was it 98 or 99 that Austin Vince won? Austin won the second time? No, when Vince won. 99? Oh, that's 98. The No Chance in Hell. Yeah. That was my favorite rumble. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold and Vince come in. Mm-hmm. Vince runs away, goes up to the bathroom. Stone Cold chases him down and gets attacked in the women's restroom. Yeah. And then leaves. And Vince goes to commentary all happy. And Stone Cold comes back in 
beats the crap out of him. The Rock comes out, taunts him or whatever, and Vince wins the Rumble. Yeah. But it was all the stuff in between that I loved. Like, is, that, is that Rock, Mankind, I Quit? Yes. Okay, that's a great match. Yeah, that that whole Rumble was incredible. Yeah. That whole, that whole pay-per-view was awesome. Yeah. The next, and then the, get, the next year you get Triple H, Cactus Jack, and the Street Fighter. Yes. That's a fantastic. Yes. Uh, but there was so much in between there. I think Mick Foley came out as all three characters. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to say yeah, in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oddities were in that. Like, <laughs> it was just, a, it was, that was like peak Attitude Era stuff. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And 97 was also good when mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels uh, fought Sid in the, in the yeah. Uh, championship. Yeah. And that rumble was was pretty good. Austin won Austin that rumble. That one, yeah. That was a really good uh, yeah. rumble too. That was at that was in San Antonio. Yeah. So yeah, I th- I was just listening to a uh, podcast the other day about that. Yeah. But I, Royal Rumble is my favorite pay per view. Oh, it's always great. Oh, we got to get we got to get plans set for that. Yeah, we got to. All right, uh, Jason Luckett. Which player from the replacements would you rather have on next year's Mississippi State team if they were in the transfer portal? Danny Bateman, the linebacker; Nigel Gruff, the kicker; or Famuko and Jumbo. The uh, Jumbo Famuko, I'm sorry, the uh, the offensive lineman. You got to go with the kicker, right? Yeah, not even Nigel though he's Gruff. wiry. Yeah, he's wiry. Let him smoke his cigarette out yeah. there before you got to go with him. Does Braden Locke have a better chance of being the next MSU quarterback than Sawyer Robertson, based on Will Rogers being QB one for the next few years? That's I would say question. yes. Yeah, just because if if Sawyer doesn't win the job this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. which I would lean towards that happening. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know how long he's going to be on this roster. With Locke, you could probably see him sticking around for two or three years. Yeah, because I mean he'll come in as a you know next year and he'll redshirt. Yeah, and then as a redshirt freshman, you probably wouldn't expect to play over Rogers. And then but then Rogers should be gone. Yes, after twenty twenty three. So. Yes. <coughs> All right, uh, Flying M ranked the twenty sixes. Cody Cody Brown. Brad Corley, uh, Michael Haddix, Kendrick Market, and Aris Williams. I feel like Michael Haddix needs to be number one. He's first round that, draft choice. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. So he's no, he's one. I feel like Kendrick Market's going to be last year. Yes. Okay. Kendrick Market's probably last. Brad Corley led the SEC in home runs one year. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go Haddix, Corley. Cody Brown, yeah. just for the moments he had. Yeah, he had big. He had big hits. Aries Williams and Kendrick Market. I, I'm I'm totally cool with that. That works for me. Uh, Josh Patrick, in your opinion, what was the highest and the lowest points of the 2021 football season? I think the highest point, it's either Auburn, Auburn or Texas A&M. The Auburn comeback. So the Auburn comeback for you. Yes. What's the lowest point? It's got to be the loss to Memphis. It's that even yeah. more than the ball well, game for me. Yeah, because the bowl game, you kind of had some built-in excuses with mm-hmm. the players out. No excuses. Just no. losing to Memphis with, I mean, your team was intact. That, yeah, that was, yeah, that was inexcusable. I, I think we agree on that. Uh, Broken Fairchild. If you go back to any time in history for a day, when would it be? Not including the time of Christ, because that's a given. I, I agree. I, I've always said the day I would go back is you know three days we, We've after done that before, I think, didn't we? So any other day. <coughs> I'm gonna go to like a, a a good party day. Like what was it? You know, like go back to Jan- December 31st, 1999. Go to the Millennium parties and stuff. Yeah, that that was a scary time. Yeah, for for we were, we were like sitting around waiting for the Earth to explode. Why two gay gonna happen? Yeah, but also at the same, what other days? You know, I mean, like maybe like uh, Victory over Japan Day or Victory over Europe Day. We're just going to a right, day. We're not. We're not going to an actual event. Yeah, we're not going to the battle. We're just going to the day. Yeah. It's like the um, day the World War II ends. Everybody's out there kissing and making out in the streets. That'd been a good day to be out. Yeah, there. Th- I would have liked to have seen what you know the general population was like back then. Yeah. When that stuff was happening, which it's kind of different how people got news back then. Like you had to wait for a newspaper or telegram yeah. to come in, and people just would kind of spread. The news yeah. around town. Yeah, very few people had a TV there, and stuff. Like and that. then you might hear it on the radio mm-hmm. back in nineteen forty four. Was yeah. that when that was? Forty four, forty five. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's an interesting question because it's just a time that you would go back, not an actual event. Right. 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 If it was like an actual event, yeah, I'd want to go to like something something big. That's yeah. Like, 
I, I don't know if I want to go see like Robert Kennedy get shot, but well, like could you go back and watch a battle from afar or something? Yeah, like know? sit on top of a mountain, like, like Gettysburg, you know? Yeah, that would be pretty cool, or something like that. That'd be, be interesting to do. I, I hate to say it'd be cool to be to see people getting blown but it, up. It would be. It's a very you know, it's a historic moment. What video game do you think of from your time in college? Mine are NHL '94 and Tekken Two. Okay, so we know how old he is now. Or? <coughs> He's about my age because NHL '94 would definitely be on my list. NHL '94, um, Bill Walsh '94, college rock band. Oh God, yeah. Right. I spent hours upon hours on Rock Band. Yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. Two. Um, what else did I play during that time? Uh, NCAA, obviously. Mm-hmm. That it was still kind of going strong at that you remember point. Remember what year? That would have been 2010, 2011, maybe. Okay. It was when I was when I was in. I mean, it's like Tebow on the cover. Yeah. Okay. Tebow was on the cover the the year I was up here in the, in my apartment. I think that's but, ten, but yeah. Um. Yeah, but Rock Band. I spent and Guitar Hero. I mean, I had all those games. I spent so much time doing that and trying to just collect as many stars Through as possible. Through the fire and flames? I never beat that on Expert. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. So for me, NHL 94 would be there for sure. Uh, Bill Walsh 94. Uh, Madden 94. And Mortal Kombat 2 would be mine. Mortal Kombat! I spent I, so much money at Mortal Kombat. I only played that stuff at Pizza Hut. <laughs> I played it. We had it on the PlayStation, yeah. Or not on the PlayStation, I'm sorry. We had it on the Sega Genesis. Sega Genesis. Yeah. Man, I... <coughs> those games, if you think back at those games, like the graphics now were just terrible. Yeah. But just the nostalgia from it. You I thought mean, they were great at the time, though. Gosh, I mean, yeah. I remember getting the, the PS1 Yeah. and how excited I was to have that. And then the PS2 came out, like, oh my lord, look yeah. at the graphics on this. Remember the PS1 was the first time, like, you would turn a runner up field on a running back, on a running play, and like, you could actually see, like, their hips pivot. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just a block figure. Yeah, that, like like you like moved. you turn it like their whole body turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was something like that. Jay in Baltimore. Brandon Smith was not able to play any signif- the significant role we hoped for the Diamond Dogs in 2021, coming off successful Tommy John. Any indications that year two will be the comeback we know he is capable of? You know, Ethan Small. You know, his first year back from uh, from Tommy John, it took him a while to get to acclimate, and then year two he was dominant. Any chance that, that I'm, not, I'm not asking him to be Ethan Small, but that Brandon Smith could have a big year in 2022? A lot of times, that's kind of how it goes. You have a guy that kind of gets back into action, and he's a little hit or miss, but once the rust is knocked off, they seem to really kind of get into a groove. You kind of need him to, to step up and be that kind of guy, either in the bullpen or potentially maybe even a starter. I don't, I don't know what his role might eventually be, but he could probably do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a guy that I think could be the third starter in this uh, in this rotation when all is said and done. He's just one of those guys that pounds the strike zone, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need that guy. Yeah. Now he can get you can get squared up doing that. But See the SEC tournament. I would rather have a guy that's coming in there pounding the zone mm-hmm. than somebody that's going to walk the bases loaded. And yeah. Like I mean, no, that I that's something that's plagued Mississippi State in the past. I'd rather have a guy come in there and just pitch to contact. Yeah. Darren kind of asked. Uh, Rob Hadaway's question about transfer uh, portal graphics. So we'll go on. 901 Stark Dog, what's more odd, grits for dinner or rice for breakfast? Rice for rice. Breakfast. Yeah, I Shrimp. can eat I can eat grits, grits whenever. whatever. Shrimp and grits is always is always good. What would be more surprising? Also from the Stark the uh, the Stark Dog there, a Sweet 16 or a College World Series repeat? Sweet 16. Yeah. I, I almost expect to go back to the College World Series. I, I think State could easily get to the College World Series the way that they're built. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this team making Sweet 16, that, be, that's, that hasn't been done since 96. Yeah. And it's only been done twice, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on into the second half of the rumblings. It's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. This time of year, it's, it's just going to keep getting colder. You're looking for great recipes. Go to msbeef.org. They've got fantastic stuff for chili, vegetable beef soup, beef stew, everything you're looking for to warm up your family. It's time to break out the Dutch oven, or if you're still working the smoker or the grill, they've got great stuff there. And remember, when you put beef in the shopping cart, not only are you providing your family a delicious and nutritious meal, you're supporting 15,000 Mississippi beef producers doing a half billion dollars worth of business here in our state. Beef, it's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. 
Smoked Southern Soul Food. There's nothing like it. I always tell people everywhere I go, Two Brothers is one of my favorite places in Starville and in the SEC. Whenever people come out of town, you know, out of town writers, yeah, obviously Robbie and I know we know all the guys who cover LSU and Alabama and Ole Miss. They're like, hey guys, where should we go eat? Robbie and I are always telling them, hey, make sure Two Brothers is on your your list. You don't want to miss that. So be like us in in this particular instance. Don't be like us other ways because we are terrible. do as we say, not as we do. That's a, that, thank you, Robbie. I, I knew that you, the preacher's son, would would get that yes. out for me. That's how, that's how I've always operated as a preacher's kid. You should. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Smoked Southern Soul Food. It doesn't get any easier than what Advantage Business Systems wants to do for your business. Great products, great service. We're talking about an incredible selection of products like computers, printers, fax machines. Yeah, they still use them. Uh, mailing systems, copiers, whatever it is your business is looking for. They've got it at Advantage Business Systems. And then when the sale is made, they don't just send you off to some you know, uh, call center where they'll tell you in a week or two they'll get out to handle you. No, that's same-day service, personal service, local service, like you're dealing with your next-door neighbor, which is what they are at Advantage Business Systems. They are your next-door neighbor. They are a Mississippi business, first and foremost. Call them today. Put them to work for you. Number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Andy Lossick, who I know made the trip down to uh, to the Liberty Bowl. And he, he did. He said had he was some, sick as well, too. So. Told me he had some good seats. Yeah, great. Andy uh, wants us to rank our favorite sports center anchors, Scott Van Pelt, Rich Eisen, Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, Kenny Main. It's tough to rank Keith Olbermann. Where's Stuart Scott? And Keith Olbermann would be dead last on any so list So here's the I thing. Have. Here's the thing. You, you got to separate Keith Olbermann, the political commentator, from Keith Olbermann, the Sports Center guy. Well, it's, it's not that. I you, you didn't know, like him on Sports Center. No. Okay. And, I, I thought and he was, he's a bat, and I and fun. I don't like him on commentary. He and Dan games. Patrick were the kings when I was a young. young I've man. never been a fan. It's, it has that was the do, big show. That it's was, not really like a political thing either. Right. I just you know he's I've heard him on games recently, mm-hmm. baseball, mm-hmm. and I just don't like him. I mean he's. He's supposed to be a play-by-play guy, and the whole time he's just giving his opinion on everything. And that's not what when – I, when I was growing up, a play-by-play guy was strictly down to calling the business. Right. Calling what he sees on the field, and the color guy gives all the analysis and all that. Oberman just interjects his opinion on everything. <coughs> and, it's true, it's true. And as an anchor, I, I don't want to hear that much either. But Stuart Scott, I would replace Oberman with Stuart Scott here. Okay. So then you rank him then. But I, I don't want to interject on Andy's question. Okay. I'm just saying what I would do. Oberman so, would be last. To me, me, Dan Patrick is first. Yes, he, he was the absolute king. Absolutely, I would go Dan Patrick, Kenny Maine. Okay, just because I love the quirkiness and the and the, the jokes. dry humor. Yes, so good. Dan Patrick, Kenny Maine, Scott Van Pelt, Rich Eisen, Keith Oberman. I'm gonna go. For me, it's Patrick. I go Van Pelt. He's really, really good. I have no problem with that. Uh, I like th- him, too. Then I'm going to go Eisen, Kenny Main. Kenny Main is an acquired taste. I like him, but he's not my favorite yeah. than Olbermann was. But I, I don't hold Olbermann as badly in regard as you. But of this group, he's the, he's the worst. Yes. I I just I love Kenny Main, like you mentioned, like the dry wit. Yeah. Like the, I always loved when he interjected that. And Scott Van Pelt can do that, too. He can. Um, I, Van Pelt, with the Baltimore accent... Talking to uh, Tim Kirkjian, I laugh every time. I can't. I can't. It's the funniest thing ever. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really he's really good. I mean, it's so hard to to have your own show and be the only guy on it yes. like he does. Yes, and be as good as he is. Yes, on the Scott Van Pelt show, one hundred percent. I mean, I I have I have a ton of respect for what he's able to do. With that it's so hard to just control your own show and and have the flow that he does. All these guys are really talented, even Olbermann, but I just, personally, I just don't like Olbermann. I got you. All right, also from Andy, outside of the two video boards, Liberty Bowl feels like it's stuck somewhere in time around 1985. What is one change you would make to that place if you were in charge of improvements? It's not just one change. That place needs to be burned to the ground and start over. Yeah, I mean, the they whole stadium is not good. Press box is terrible. Um, if it, I had to say, like, nobody cares about the press box, so if... If there was anything that you could do to that place to make it better, I would I would put around the top of the stadium like suites and stuff. Because right now it's just a big circle, a big bowl mm-hmm. with like maybe like 
across the way, like one section of suites. Yeah. I would make it more of a premium type atmosphere <coughs> with yeah. those, uh, with those spots. Cause I, when I mean, we went there, when we went there, um, to cover state earlier this year against mm-hmm. Memphis, they had these like party decks. Yeah. And it was just like a tent. It was like what Ole Miss did with their party decks that time in the student section or whatever that was. That's what their party decks was. It was just like a tent over like a little area in the stands. And uh, it's just a, it's kind of a dumpy place. Yeah. This is why I was saying last week that, you know, I think that the Birmingham Bowl is going to eventually eclipse the Liberty Bowl because that's a brand new stadium, new facility. And the Liberty Bowl is just it's just old and they have to Are re- they at UAB Stadium? Yes. Okay. They have to get better. You know, you can't you can't send teams there and say this is, you know, a top flight experience if you're not gonna give them a top flight experience. It's gotta be they've gotta renovate that stadium. Yeah. Kurt wants us to know to rank our preference if only one of these things can happen. MSU baseball goes to the College World Series, MSU basketball goes to the Elite Eight, MSU football two, ten and two wins over Ole Miss and Alabama. It would probably be football. It's football, but I have. I mean, it begs the question, right? Who did you lose to? You're ten and two. Georgia, you beat, you beat Georgia, and A and M, maybe. Yeah, but you but to beat Alabama, or, beating Alabama and Ole Miss, and going ten and two, and probably going to the Sugar Bowl. People would take that all day. You, that's the one to take. That's the one to take. I mean, because just from an exposure standpoint, it's way ahead. it's it's ahead of. It might be ahead of the national championship. It is from an exposure standpoint. Absolutely, it is. I mean, having a trophy, there's as a as a fan base and as a program, there's nothing that's going to eclipse that. But football is just. I mean, we saw the other day the Liberty Bowl had more viewership than mm-hmm. the national championship in baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hard to. Yeah. Right now, it's hard to. It's a it's a monster. College football is a monster, and it's hard to stop. Ben Coker asks, how much of our Liberty Bowl loss can be blamed on missing players versus Brian picking State to win easily? The latter. I mean, this is the thing, man. It's I, all Brian's fault. I, when can, it, I can never be uh, positive. It, it really is something to watch, man, to, to watch how every time I try to, to be positive, every time I try to be energetic, people, yeah, people get on to me. It's I, crazy. I, and yet at the same time, if I go the other way, you're too negative. I'm too negative. So. Yep. Well, that's that's really all of us, to be honest. I guess you're right. Good question here from Carter Bentley. If the MLB lockout lasts until college baseball season, will the emergence of streaming services can college baseball be thrusted into the spotlight this year? I think you might see a, a – I don't know about the spotlight, but you will definitely see an uptick in viewership of college baseball. I think more people should focus on college baseball a bit more. It's such a <coughs> cool sport. Exciting sport. sport. It really I is. mean, there is uh, – there's such a – innocence about it it's just down to the bare bones of just loving the sport and you know that might change some with the nil stuff i don't know but as of now you just have a bunch of guys that that want to play college ball and a lot of them have been going to school and paying their own way mm-hmm. and, and just playing for the love of the game and uh you know there's still a lot of that in in the MLB as well, I, I love watching MLB baseball too, yeah. and especially the postseason. But college baseball, there's just something unique about it that yeah. you can't really especially those weekend get anywhere series, else. Those weekend series, yeah, I mean, it, it really is it is something special. And, and, and maybe, I mean, what we saw this year from Mississippi State and the regionals and super regionals, the crowds and stuff. Maybe like that. we're kind of spoiled, right? Because we. Mississippi State, cover Mississippi State. We've been around Mississippi State where these huge crowds, right? If you're somebody who's a, a team that gets, you know, 1,200 people at a game, maybe you don't get into college baseball. I get that. Yeah. But for the SEC, a college baseball is a very special thing. So. But it's also cool whenever you say, like, NC State go to yeah. Arkansas. Like, yeah. Because baseball is such an unpredictable sport. Yes. You know, so, all kinds of variables go into these ball games th- that you can't predict. <laughs> things happen in these games that you can't predict, and that's what makes it so fun to me is to see things transpire the way they do. I mean, it's you're excited about winning two out of three games. Yeah. You're excited about somebody hitting the ball 30% of the time. Yeah. It's just a it's a it's a weird a different game. It's a weird really quirky is. sport that you ha- it's a required taste for a lot of people. Yeah. And I guess that's why the viewership and sponsorships isn't what it is for football. 
Uh, for Polkast, if we could go back in time to any game, what are the top three games you want to see? Are we are we just limiting ourselves to Mississippi State here, or are we? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that just for for State. Okay. Yeah. So I would want to go back. I mean, eighty I Alabama, eighty Alabama for sure. Um, fourteen Auburn. Don't want to go fourteen Auburn because I was at that game. Yeah, but just to relive that moment. Don't want to go fourteen LSU. I wasn't at that game. Okay, yeah, I wasn't at that game either. That see would be kind of cool. See what I'm saying? I, I want to go to games I wasn't at. I would want to go to like 1941 and, and see that team. That you want to go to the I Egg Bowl where they where they clinched the title against Ole Miss? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see. I just want to see the differences between yeah today's athlete and that. athlete. I want to see the difference between the fans too. Yeah, like how did they? How did the Ole Miss fans and the State fans treat each other at that game back in the in the 40s? You know, we're talking about a few probably weeks fighting before, in the stands. You're talking about a few weeks before the start of World War II. You know, so yeah, it's we like, probably got guys with billy clubs up there just knocking, knocking each other around. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Also from Fort Polk, this is a this is a great question. Have you ever seen a more unlucky fantasy lineup? My wife is playing with us for her second year. Her injuries and suspensions include Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown, Antonio Brown, Russell Wilson, Calvin Ridley, DeAndre Swift, Raheem Mostart, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'd like to point out she didn't finish last. That is a cursed lineup. I tell you what, my lineup has has been like that too. But uh, what what is what's happening? What do you think's happening? Some soccer thing. Some soccer thing. Did they score? Is it good? Oh my god! Well, this is in the middle of recording. You're watching the soccer match. It's the semifinals of the Carabao Cup. <sighs> oh my god! First leg. Oh, he's hurt though. It's gonna be okay. Kai Havertz. Oh, he probably got kicked in the shin or something. It looks like he hurt his hand somehow. I don't bring know out the ambulance for Definitely him. not offsides. Gets it in there. Oh, it's an on goal. Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. But the football this year has been so crazy with yeah. the injuries, first and foremost. And then COVID suspension. COVID. And stuff like that. I mean, the, it's been so unpredictable to set a lineup. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's all luck this year yeah. for the most part. How did you do in fantasy? Uh, I have three different leagues. Did you win in any of them? So, in my ESPN league, I finished last. Oh. Because uh, I was at your house one night watching All Out, I think, or something. And yeah. The draft started. And yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was picking, like, fifth. And normally, it's, you know, five minutes for picks and stuff like that. Right. The guy set the thing for, like, one minute picks oh no so the picks start going through i had no i had no intentions of drafting saquon barkley but it auto drafted saquon barkley who is just completely unreliable right now yeah. and it screwed up my whole draft plan oh, that's awful so i finished last in that league i'm sorry to hear i, I kind of gave up midway through we don't even put money on the line with that one mm-hmm. then i'm in a keeper league mm-hmm. and a dynasty league i finished third in the dynasty i finished seventh out of like 14 teams or something, or 12 teams yeah. in the Keeper League. Yeah. So, it was just an average year for me. Okay. Uh, I right. lost all my money, so. Oh, well. Kivas right. Which receiver already who's already on campus do you think will replace Makai Polk? Feels like Rara Thomas is that guy. Could be. It, it also could be somebody we're not talking about right now. We weren't talking about uh, Makai Polk last yeah, year at right. this time. Could it be Teddy Knox? Could it be Antonio Harmon? It could. I mean, uh, Antonio Harmon, I feel like, was really close to playing this year because yeah. he was dressing out. That's the spot for him, too, out there on the, on, yeah. on the, on the, on the outside. Yeah, he was dressing out late in the year. For a guy that missed you know, practice and stuff throughout the summer yeah. and for most of the first part of the schedule, he had to have been doing some good things in practice, yeah. which I've heard, but I haven't been able to see him play yet. And then, you know, Tulu Griffin's name needs to be out there, too. I thought I, they got to move Tulu inside. It just feels like that's the spot for him. Yeah, He's and it's not. I want to start seeing some jet sweeps and some. They got to do some things. To him. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, agree. get him out in space. You're, you're that, preaching that, the choir. So, uh, also from Kivas, if the women's basketball team makes the NCAA tournament, do you think Doug Novak will be promoted? I don't it, think. I, 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 I don't expect that. I don't. You know, I don't really. I think the plan is to hire somebody else, but. Gosh, if he makes the tournament with this team, that would be a, a you great have to at least consider. I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm I've been impressed with him to be able to get what he's gotten out of this team so far. Yeah, I mean, nobody, none of these players came here expecting to play for him. He wasn't expecting to be their coach. Right. About two weeks before the season starts, he's thrust into here 
having to install an offense because it's his offense, it's yeah. his defense. He's having to keep the team together. Mm-hmm. He's lost a couple of players to transfer portal. He's having he's actually helped get a, a transfer that's pretty freaking good from Michigan State without any kind of <coughs> anything set in stone for for the future of the program. Right. So right now, I mean, he's impressing me he's not to the point job. where I'm where I'm willing to say he needs to get the job, but if he makes the tournament, he's got to be at least considered. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Gary Henderson was, but you can't make a rash decision right. and an emotional decision on that. I, uh, I think that. you need to see what you can get out there, and if you feel like Doug Novak's the best guy for the job, then you hire him. Yeah. Uh, Rob Montgomery, as we have recently passed the 10-year anniversary from this legendary tweet, the great win for Mississippi State tweet from Rick Stansberry, yes. it makes me think, does Stansberry know about the mileage this tweet has gotten? Does he even care? A couple things. I was gutted when I found out this isn't about a actual Mississippi State men's basketball win. This is about the Music City Bowl. Yes. Had no idea. You should also be gutted to know that he didn't tweet that. I, I'm, I'm sure he didn't. Greg Ellis ran that account. Okay, then. So, I, I don't think I don't think he ever... I could be wrong on this, uh-huh. but I was... When was this? 2011. Uh, 2011. I was in media relations at the time. Mm-hmm. And Greg told told Rick that he needed to have a social media presence because yeah. that's what everybody's doing. And so Rick basically just said, "Like, okay, well, you you, you set it up." Yeah. And so Greg pretty much ran that thing. I I don't know if Rick ever got on there, but a lot of the stuff that was tweeted came from Greg Ellis. So, so we need to thank Greg Ellis for this. Yes. Next time I'm I pretty tw- positive. And remember, there's there's some more tweets on there about Tawny Beckham. Remember yeah. all that stuff that came out? Well, there's a, there's a couple of other tweets. If you go back and look at that timeline, there's only like 20, 25 tweets. Yeah. There's a couple of others you can use. Like if State's playing Tennessee. Yes. Or if they're playing LSU, I think, that you can use still today. But like we have a big game tonight against Texas A&M or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, but the great win for Mississippi State is the best one. I'm tagging Greg Ellis next time. I, tw- I retweet that. All right, uh, I need Isaac Stansberry to continue to score so I can push yes. my tweet out there with yes. a terrible edit. Yeah, yeah. That this is, his name's even misspelled in my tweet because I didn't realize he had like two A's or whatever. <laughs> two more questions here. Mike Rushing asks, has anyone done an analysis of the correlation between college football recruiting class rankings and the end of the season final rankings? The data would need to be analyzed on a four-year rolling average. I'm not sure about that, but there's obviously the blue chip index, which is a which is a uh, metric created by Bud Elliott, Elliot, who, who works, works for, for CBS, works 24-7. Bud has always been on top of that. And he is a Stars Matter guy. Yep. And he tells you straight up, that it's like if your team is not in the blue chip index, you have no chance to win a national championship. So I used to argue with Bud about that when he was at SB Nation, and I just started it, or I may, may, have, may have been a student at the time. I used to argue with him on Twitter all the time about that. Yeah. And now I've completely shifted my thought process to follow him because when you look at the numbers, <coughs> it's just, it, it just makes it sense. Yeah. I mean, it, there's there's so much data over this period of time now that we've had recruiting rankings that they've been pretty good. Um, and the recruiting rankings, by the way, are getting better and better every single year. Yeah. They're getting we're starting to more narrow more it down. Yeah. They're never going to be 100 percent accurate. Right. That's never going to happen because you can't project 100 percent where a player is going to be at the end of his career. You can't project mentally how players are going to react. Right. It's impossible, but it's probably hitting at about a 75% clip right yeah. now. You're, you're nailing yeah. the the five stars for the most part. There might be a handful of five stars that don't reach their potential in a single class. I mean, if we're talking about, if we're stretching on Jerrion Ely, Jerrion yeah. Ely's going to be, you know, a, a fourth or fifth round pick. Well, he still made it to the NFL. Yeah. So if you're taking those, if you're getting a five-star recruit, and almost a hundred percent of the time they're going to the NFL, <coughs> you've got a pretty good player in your program. Yeah. If you've got ten of those, you're in great shape. Yeah. So if you look at if you look at their recruiting rankings, over I'm a, we have a great thing on our um, on our network, the college team talent composite rankings, mm-hmm. and it shows you on your roster where your roster's ranked nationally. Mm-hmm. So Alabama has 14 five-stars, which is, 
I would say twice as many as Mississippi State's ever had. Mm-hmm. 64 stars on that roster. They're number one in the country. Here's your top five teams. Mm-hmm. And this is this doesn't really add up to this season, but if you look at a five-year period, it, it makes sense. Alabama and Georgia, national championship right, right. there. Ohio State, always inside always the top in ten. The, in, the, in the mix. Clemson having a rare year where they're 10-3. and three. They won 10 games. And LSU is fifth, yeah. and they just won the national championship with the best team ever yeah. two years ago. Yeah. And then you got Oklahoma, Florida, Texas A&M, and USC right now are the outliers in Florida. Yeah, they're the outliers in the top ten. Those are the teams that well are not. That's why in Texas. The and, that's why Texas and USC and Florida are cycling through coaches. Yes, because they recruit well, but they're not winning. Yes, so that's very rare. But all the teams that are competing for national championships. For the most part, are top fifteen recruiters. Yeah, you have rare you have rare teams like Cincinnati that can come in and can, can compete for a national championship just because they have well, they play a great schedule. Yeah, and they have a great developmental system. They have great right. coaches. Right. But if you want to compete for a national championship, you have to recruit well. You have to recruit well, or you have to be flawless in what you do as a program. Yeah. And that's Iowa. Iowa's pretty flawless yeah. in how they develop players and, and their evaluations. They're they're really good about that, and they they're not competing for championships, but they're top twenty. For well, they the were most number part. two in the nation at one point. Yeah, so I mean, you take it. It's extremely rare rare for a team to consistently compete for for a playoff berth for a New Year's Six berth and not be a top fifteen recruiter. Yeah, if you believe stars don't matter, you're wrong. It's just simple. You're just as that. you're trying to find something to sugarcoat the fact that your team is not in Elite the picture. Recruit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hundred percent. Last question comes from us from Hunter Maness. With COVID not slowing down, should teams who can't play to be charged with a loss instead of just canceling the game? State lost an opportunity for an SEC win against a beatable Missouri team. That team that game is not canceled, it's just postponed. They will remake that game. But and they're playing that, them again, right? Yeah. That, 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 that game will definitely get re- replayed. But that said, if a game does get canceled, I do believe they have some forfeit uh, policies in place, right? I don't think so. Oh, really? Did they yeah, change it I back? D- in, in basketball, I don't remember there being one. Because last year, you know, Mississippi State women had a ton of games yeah, postponed and, and then eventually canceled. They never got the wins for those. Yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But I think football might have had something put into place, but I never saw anything for basketball. Okay. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's a thing. Okay. There you go. All right. Great questions today, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, tomorrow's show, we're going to start looking ahead to the weekend. Mississippi State, Ole Miss, big basketball game on uh, on Saturday up there at the Pavilion. Uh, probably have to talk. We'll, we'll get somebody on from the Ole Miss side of things to talk about the Rebels, uh, who will have uh, played their first game by then, the first conference game. So we'll get some thoughts on that, and we'll look ahead to that big, big matchup. Plus, you know, recruiting still going on, portal talk. We'll see what happens between now and then. Guys, have a great uh, Thursday. Back with you on Friday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning and Super Bowl. Mississippi Media Production.